Welcome everybody to Wolf Sheep. I am Luis Cavedo. And I'm Matthew Walker. And this week we have a special guest sitting in. Hey, Adam. I'm Adam. <laughs> Adam, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a bartender from North Carolina. And uh, yeah, that's that's about it. That's all I got going for me right now. Alright. <laughs> Are you moving down? It's official? Right, well, you know, um, we'll see. We got we got another day or so before you know the the train leaves town. So just waiting on Jesus to do his thing. Cool. You know? oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, this week, topic inception. Uh, would you like to handle this? I would love to handle it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this week, as as usual, I know I've said this before, but you, uh, Lewis, will send me a list of topics or say, "Do you want to come up with one on your own?" and this one just popped into my head this week because there are weeks that I that I talk more. There are weeks that Lewis talks more. But this one I think we could both embrace uh, equally. And uh, I wanted to talk about our creative sides and what we've created over the years, whether it's through writing or uh, artwork or how we've uh, used our creativity and what we've been gifted with to bless others and to kind of you know use it to worship God all at the same time. So... Uh, and and that I'm, that means anything from screenplays that Lewis has written to poetry or books that I've written or blogs that I've written. And uh, I think the whole part of it was let's inspire people to stop being busy and start getting creative. You know, because I, I used to meet people all the time at SeaWorld when I would be after a show. We'd just do a dolphin show and people would come up and say, I wanted to do this when I was a kid. And I would mm-hmm. say, why not? Why didn't you? And they're like, life gets in the way, blah, blah, blah. And so I, I don't think we have a I don't think we have a, a deficit in creativity I think we have a um, too much busyness you mm-hmm. know so that's why I wanted to do it this week well cool we'll, we'll jump in uh, what's the first thing you can remember creating and or what's something you created in your youth that you are really proud of uh, mud pies uh no the first thing i see first thing i remember creating uh gosh like i remember creating writing Mm -hmm. but i did like collages as a kid you know and i did i always always writing stuff down and Mm. when like getting a new toy for me was not a big deal but getting an empty pad of paper right like for the start of a trip was like awesome that was Mm. like the best thing ever um, so for me, creating would be just like writing or poetry or things. Right, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. The, the the range of things that it can yeah. be is is super wide. So it's not don't have to be one thing or another. Yeah, I think the first time I created stuff was in my writing. What you write? Hmm? What you write? I I wrote the semi <laughs> semi incomplete story of my life. <laughs> I mean, it was like up until that point. twelve years old. <laughs> so I couldn't really write anything earth shattering, you know. Uh, well, I don't know. Some twelve-year-olds have seen a lot of life already. At that yeah, point. well, I'm I'm not necessarily. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, okay. Let's see. What the first thing I remember uh, doing was uh, writing as yep. well. But like, I, I don't know if you guys ever read uh, Goosebumps, the Goosebumps series of books. Oh gosh, uh, you're yeah. probably too old for that by that point. But I, I was yeah. too old for it. Yeah. Not, I'm sorry, not that I'm calling you old. I'm no, just no, saying, no. You know, you're, you're the one that sounds like an old guy on the podcast, yeah, not me. Thank you for but. reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Goosebumps is not in my wheelhouse. Like, Goosebumps and Goonies, mm-hmm. like, they weren't my childhood. So, yeah. Oh, I didn't like Goonies. Oh, but, okay. I but loved them. Goosebumps, mm-hmm. the, the books, 
they weren't the first books I read, but I really enjoyed them mm-hmm. uh, so much so that like I would uh, start collecting them. Like I had a, a nice collection, like twenty volumes. And when a new one would pop up, or we'd stop at a Walgreens or you know uh, CVS, that was like my first stop was running to see if they got a new one. And then I right. started reading Star Wars books too as well. But the the Goosebumps one, I remember I read one called um, Revenge of the Mutant. And I, uh, I don't know. I just particularly liked that one. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I rewrote the story with different characters, and I, it really was a form of plagiarism because I just took the the story, <laughs> I changed out a few characters, I made a few alterations to the plot, but it was the exact same thing. Right. And I presented it as a, as a project for English class back home in Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. This was like in third or fourth grade, but. Uh, yeah, the, the teacher was like really impressed with it. <laughs> now the plagiarism doesn't go like I was writing down. I was look. I was holding the book and writing down right. the exact same sentences. I was just using it as a template, as a framework. Yeah, right. it inspired you. Yeah, that's what we say nowadays. It's not plagiarism if it's inspiration. It's well, inspiration. <laughs> uh, what's the what's the saying about uh, uh, when you? The, the most sincere form of flattery is... Uh, imitation is imitation. the most sincere form of flattery, yeah. So, yeah, I guess in a sense that was it. But, like, the thing I was most proud of, I, I was super happy at the story. Right. But the thing I was most proud of, my brother and I were playing a video game one time, uh, Super Mario RPG. And the, the design of the characters at the time, it was like these, uh, for the time, advanced 3D little models. And... Like, we always like playing with toys and stuff. My brother was younger, so he really liked playing with toys. So, uh, one day my mom buys uh, baking clay. You ever use yep. baking clay? Yep. So, I got super excited because I said, well, you know, if, if I take the clay, I can actually make my own toys. So, I took one day and I made all the models of the different toys. I baked them. They hardened. They come back out. It's like, Wow. You know, they, they looked really nice. I mean, you could see a little bit of thumbprints on them. Yeah, but yeah. But I was super proud of that. That's the one thing I can actually look back on and say, wow, you know, okay, maybe I've got a little bit of a creative thing going. Right. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Adam? Anything pop to mind? Um, the first thing I can remember creating was like a, was a, a Christmas tree decoration in grade school. Mm-hmm. My mom still has it. She puts it on the tree. You know, it's ugly. God, it's so ugly. But you know that 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 was the first thing I can remember, and I I, I had fun with it. It was just like this this piece of cardboard, and we wrapped it in aluminum foil, and then we colored the aluminum foil to make it a colorful right. ornament. Mm-hmm. So that was I mean it was fun. But um, I guess the, what am I proud of? Um, I don't know. I get really creative in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know. And when it comes yeah. out, when it comes out good, like I'm really proud of that, you know, because it's something that other people can enjoy, you well, know. Yeah. Like if I paint something or you know write something, it's like, yeah, but you know, not everybody is is into you know artwork or or, or reading, mm-hmm. and and everybody enjoys food, you know. So when I create something in the kitchen and, and everybody can you know partake and enjoy, that I get really proud of that. Yeah, no, and the best part about food is that 
it's consumable. So, you know, once you eat it, it's gone. But exactly. you'll always have the memory. Uh-huh. And you can't beat the memory of like, man, I remember how that mm-hmm. tasted. That was a delicious. moment on the lips. <laughs> no, well, like that, yeah. The first thing I created in the kitchen, I did think of that, but I was like, I don't know about that. But it was a tuna casserole. The first time you do it, amazing. The seventeenth time you do it, your family's like, "Get a new book," you know. <laughs> right. But yeah, I like I like creating in the kitchen too. Yeah. I'm not stealing your idea. You just sparked one in me. It's See, that's inspiration, not plagiarism. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. There, there yeah. You go. Uh, what would you consider to be your talents or gifts? What's the stuff you're really good at? Uh, okay. Uh, I'm really good at bringing people together. I'm really good at cooking an elaborate meal. Like last night, I set out to make hamburgers and I like grilled vegetables and made stuffed mushrooms and stuff. And it's like I don't think I have the ability to make something simple, you know. But right. like bringing people together, having compassion for people's stories, listening, uh, writing. You know, like I, I write at the drop of a hat. Like I've been spending the last five days coming up with a new title for my blog overall. And you're and gonna like, change it from. I'm going to change it from what aliens it is. Aliens and unicorns. Yeah, and it's Bigfoot. unicorns, aliens, and Bigfoot, yeah. my post-gay life. But the new one is Take a Walk With Me, My Journey Around the Sun, S-O-N. Um, so that's the new title. But it's taken me five days to come up with that. I come up with a blog in 30 minutes. Right. Like, inside, like, I blog, blog, blog. But, like, just to come up with one stupid title, like, it, it took five days, and I don't but like... But it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it is. You know? But, it, like, the... The part of me that does really well battles with the part that has to think about things. Yeah, in the same way. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm good at writing. I'm not so good at administrative stuff. Anybody that works with me knows that. I'm I'm an idea guy, um, and it's hard for me to follow through on stuff. I'll do it, but it's... Like yesterday, we had to haul six mattresses to the dump, mm-hmm. and, like, it was the most horrible afternoon <laughs> because it was, like... Drive here, <coughs> do this, drive here, do that, drive another thousand miles, and I'm like, I'm done. I wanted this to be over so that I can do fun stuff. And so creative side is good for me. Yeah. All the minutiae, it kills me. Yeah. But see, the dump trip and all that, all mm-hmm. the running around, that was fun for me because I got to do it with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like True story. Yeah. I, I think if I... If I had been doing that by myself, like I would have felt the same way, really frustrated. But when there's multiple people involved, you know, well, that's how lessens the blow. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny because I was going to say, well, how do you get creative with dumping? Well, we well, we took quite, a big mirror and we threw it as hard as we could and made it smash all over the place. So that felt a little creative. And yeah. and the, re- the how that relates to the creative process is right. I need my environment clean and tidy before mm-hmm. the creation flows because if I'm and Adam knows yesterday I was inside my head so if I'm inside my head thinking okay we need to do this mm-hmm. creativity is stopped mm-hmm. like absolute halt so yeah okay. alright so uh, for you Adam what do you consider to be your talents or your gift uh, talents and gifts um, do you do a fair amount of cooking I do I, I mean you know at home I, I cook fairly often um i I like creating um like comfortable atmospheres for people like Mm. when i got here and oh my gosh the place was in you know shambles duress yeah like it was it was crazy but it was it was a lot of fun for me to come in and be a part of the process of it being you know like 
a tornado just came through in the form of Matthew's garage sale mm-hmm. and everything that was in here and, and like being able to, to, to take stuff out and put stuff in and take stuff out and put stuff in. And then, you know, I mean, there was, there was nothing on the walls. We so got this to, is, he's talking about my house and where we had our inner healing prayer conference. Yes. So just to give you a setting, a giant room with a bunch of crap in it, enter Adam, go. Yeah, <laughs> and so like I got to come in, I got to hang the artwork up, I got to hang up the fall decorations, and then um, you know I got to be part of the 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 layout process, like figuring out like where's the couches gonna go and where are the tables gonna go and oh look we need uh, tablecloths and decorations and candles and 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 it was just you know that that was really good for me like it right. I I, I kind of you know. Got my jollies on that. It was right, it was and in that cool. way, like his creativity made way for my creativity to step forth. You know, right, and it yeah, cleared the a, way, and it blessed me in no, huge ways. You know, it's a great partnership because even as I walked in today, oh. <laughs> as I was, I was coming up and I saw a table here, and I'm like, huh, mm-hmm. that's a great spot for it. And oh, I was yeah. looking around, and the feng shui in here is very nice. Too. Oh yeah, we have we have great feng shui. Yeah. There's a pill for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that I I get creative. Don't make I'm, me don't make me no, list no, no, your no, no. I okay. Don't, no, no, I know, don't I make me list your creative things because I will. I'll go down the list. No, I just there, I I I I get enjoyment out of the creative stuff. Right. Well, the question go, is, what would you consider be your talents and gifts? That's the question. So answer that. Hmm. Um, listening. I'll go ahead with that mm-hmm. one, and then. Uh, uh, perspectives. I can okay. look at different perspectives, right? And kind of come up with uh, different sides to everything. So, yeah. I think one of the things that I appreciate about you is, like, I was asked to write a screenplay once, and mm-hmm. I, I wasn't doing very well on it. And they brought Lewis in, and Lewis can come up with characters, like he sneezes and comes up with a character <laughs> with a complex history and a plot, and like, don't shake your head. Um, right, I'm sorry. Yeah, but one of your creative, like, whether it's you've you've had all these characters poured into you from the stories you've read or what, but like, um, your creative talents and abilities are creating something from nothing, and that, in a sense, that's a godlike quality, because he created something from nothing, um, and that that's been one of the things this week with with the guys that I teach on Monday, was having them talk about what they're good at. Mm-hmm. And then directly relating that to the creation and what God did. There's a lot He did that right. week, you know. And so with you, you're a fantastic writer, and you you add depth to stuff, and you you're like that guy that that places Easter eggs in movies, you know. <laughs> like, but you do it throughout your writing. So, well, thank you. Thank one you. of these days, I'll get you to talk about yourself with some amount of efficacy. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. How do you discover your talents? <laughs> Uh, mm. I, I think my talents came about because I was in so much like turmoil, mm-hmm. like emotional turmoil and hurt. And Becky Blackwood was my uh, seventh grade English teacher, and she had us journal, like as the start of the class. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, I finally got to write stuff down. And like some days it was min- you know mundane, but some days it was like true hurt and pain. And that was like the first time that my hurt and pain got passage into the world and out of my mind. Mm-hmm. And so I had written a few things here and there, but that was the first time that I actually put stuff down on paper and saw that I might be good at it, hmm. you know? So that was mine. 
gateway yeah yeah it was the the gateway and and i watched my mom cook and i was close to my mom so i would go in and watch her cook and and i kind of discovered that because i've always been a rule follower adam knows that and so Mm -hmm. recipes for me are great and those people who those people who like cook without recipes i'm like oh my gosh wait (laughs) what if something goes wrong what if you don't do this right so i don't bake because baking is sometimes precise measurements Mm -hmm. i don't need to end up with a flat cake that looks like a pancake and it's supposed to be a birthday cake but you don't you don't do well with the dashes i don't do well and i've gotten better at it um but like for me like being in the kitchen and 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 discovering like you could create something that immediately has a result Mm-hmm. You know, and and sometimes with writing, you create something, but it has to fall on receptive hearts throughout. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, those are mine. That's the mm-hmm. way I discovered mine. Hmm. What about you, Adam? What about how did I discover my gifts? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what my gifts are. Um, okay, so uh, what did I say? I said like creating a, a you know comfortable space and. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that one I discovered, um, when I was a teenager, we, we were constantly doing like some kind of community service. My dad's in the military and my mom was the, uh, family support group leader for our unit. Mm -hmm. And, um, there was, there was a lot, a lot of, um, special events and stuff that, that we, kind of um made happen Mm -hmm. as as a family and um going in and 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 i kind of i think it was kind of a learned thing from my mom because she's she's amazing like Mm -hmm. she's amazing you know she's got her things but she's you know (laughs) she's a cool lady um i you know i just watched her and 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 learned a lot from her and then i kind of you know i got to start putting my own spin on things i remember one year at christmas um they did like a, a a parade of tables at the church we were going to, and um, you know we had been there for a while, and I had never participated because I was like, oh no, it's a chick thing, you know, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But um, one year I, I thought, well, you know, to hell with it. I'm, you know, I probably be really good at it, and so I got to create this this table decoration. You know, I mean, it was fantastic. My my theme was. Christmas toys Mm -hmm. so I had like a a little metal bicycle and and some nutcrackers and you know just it it was it was awesome but I think um, that's how I discovered that gift and I mean the thing in the kitchen um, my favorite thing in the kitchen is is baking bread I love to Mm -hmm. bake bread you know the the desserts and stuff that's more of a, um, a sister thing but I love to make bread and that one I found out um when I was a teenager as well, somebody gave me a starter to a, like an Amish friendship bread or something, mm-hmm. you know, just, just for the hell of it. And I took it home and, um, it's a long process. Like you have to be really patient with it. Right. And that's the only thing that I've ever been able to like actually be patient with throughout the process. You know? Well, you, yeah, yeah. With bread, you don't have an option because you got to wait for the, yeah, the it's, rising process mm-hmm. and the yeah. eating process. And, yeah. Everything's got to be at the right time yeah but yeah so yeah that's what I guess uh, for, I guess I discovered stuff through school a lot right like with the writing assignments and stuff like that and, and I took a liking to it right uh, I just get curious about stuff and I try it 
Right. You know, and that's that's usually how I end up learning whether I'm at all good at it or not. All right. Uh, no, what's funny is I think of, like, my brother's really good at doing the kind of cooking that Matthew was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Or it's just like on the fly, don't have to follow a recipe, let me just do it. And I'll, and it always tastes good. Right. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> for him, it was one of those things that took some time because, well, I'd be sitting down right. watching watching a movie or playing a video game or something. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go get some water. Right. And my brother would wait till I, till I got up to say, oh, can you go get me a sandwich then? <laughs> oh, are you getting up? Can, can, you, can you go get me this? <laughs> Right. And it wasn't until he was forced into the situation of, I've got to go make it myself, right. that he finally learned it. You know? Yeah. But yeah, that, sometimes you Necessity have to be Necessity is the mother stuff. of all invention. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. It's true. What value do your talents and your gifts add to your personality? Personality or personally? Personally. Oh, personally. Personally. Read your own writing, Heifer. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what value... Well, like... I love cooking for people. I don't. Patty asked me today, today. She goes, "Do you cook for yourself?" And I said, "No, I don't cook for myself. Like I hate dishes. Mm-hmm. Like, and at least when you're cooking for people, more often than not, like Adam's super good at it. He'll do dishes. He'll mm-hmm. Adam will clean the whole kitchen. Like most people will do dishes. And I don't care if people do dishes. I will do them. But I think for me, it brings people together. You know." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not many people are going to come over and just sit on your front porch and talk, but they'll come sit at your table and eat. Mm-hmm. So it brings people close, and and I love to cook, I love to create, and I love to eat. Hmm. So yeah, yay, yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I asked that because it, I guess I'm wondering what the level of accomplishment or level of fulfillment you get is from it, or how do you get it? Because like I, I, sure, I like the the having constructive criticism on something or being told, oh, yeah, that was good, or this yeah. was bad, or fix this, or yeah. fix that. But for me, the, the greatest part of it is I, I actually got it out of the way. I got mm-hmm. it done. Yeah. You know, it's like an idea out of my head, and it's finally gone. I, it's better than to just leave it in there, and it's like, oh, I'll get to it eventually, I'll get to right. it eventually. So that's, I yeah. get a very personal sense of accomplishment out of it. The writing portion of it, like when I write, like I know that I'm connected to God. Like mm-hmm. when he speaks through me in my writing, I think writing comes so easily because he gives me the ideas and then he lets me believe that I wrote them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I I put in the parts that connect it with humanity, you know, and so there are some things I write for me and God, but then there are some things I write. I definitely want feedback on it, but it is feeling a sense of accomplishment that, you know, I've been writing that blog for five years now. Mm-hmm. Like, and I only started out with one day, you know. Wow. It's a building block for the ministry, yeah, just yeah. like this is, you know. Of course. What about you, Adam? What's the question? Uh, <laughs> what do you get out of uh, the creative stuff personally? Um, well, the baking is just like therapy for me. You know, mm-hmm. I can get in there and I can bake all day, and and just it's it 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 clears my head. You know, it just helps me. If I can focus on one thing, then everything else will seem less important. You know, um, and what what was what else? Oh, the um, the decorating thing. I mean, that's just. I I feel like I can see what I've done at the end of it. You know, mm-hmm. like 
just the past weekend with the garage sale and the conference and how that process went like I could see it at the beginning and then I went all the way through the process and at the end of it I could see what I had accomplished mm-hmm. you know it was like I actually did something and I don't know there's just a sense of accomplishment in yeah. It. yeah 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 finished work or finished product right yeah. and then everybody could enjoy it you know mm-hmm. so like if i accomplish something and then other people can enjoy it like that i mean it, that well, and they don't have to accomplish it themselves so they can be on to a different kind of receiving. exactly like you create so that people receive exactly and that's mm-hmm. kind of the idea behind this blog was because people people think well i don't have time to serve and in mm-hmm. all reality, if you have a talent or ability, you've got time to serve, and God has given you the gift to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, sometimes we get mad when the when we're at church and the words don't come up on the screen correct. But we don't even we don't even stop to thank the people when the words are all correct, when the lights are in the right place, when the right. the cues, the music cues come up. But they're serving us, mm-hmm. and they're serving us so well sometimes that we don't have to think about that stuff. Yeah, you know. So I, that's. That's one of the things here. I I think everybody has uh, the ability to serve. I just think people ha- think serving is like something big or something uh, out front, you know, mm. um, when in all reality we can serve one another just where we're at with our creativity, how we've been blessed. Well, and I think the word service kind of sketches people out a little bit, you know. Like, they hear the whole thing, like, oh, you have such a servant's heart, and they think that means stacking chairs and, yeah. you know, <clears throat> vacuuming the floor after mm-hmm. service is over or going and cooking for, you know, the elderly or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't think about how can I be creative in my serving and what what what's my gift that I can use to serve. You know, they just hear the word service, and they automatically think it's, it's going to be work. Yeah. And it's like, no, if you're really serving, like it's coming from a place of, I'm good at this, I like this, mm-hmm. and God's given me the opportunity to use this gift to help another person. Yeah, exactly. But the word, I think, trips people up. Service. Mm. Anyway, sorry. No, 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 no that's no. exactly what I, why I came up with this idea. Yeah, well, well, what value do those things have when you're kingdom-minded? Well, by kingdom-minded, I just yeah. mean, you know, in service of your faith. And and I I, I just think of, um, you know, the, the idea of the body, of the units. This does this, this does that. Mm-hmm. This is my job. This is your job. Yeah. And the the value that everything has because it's created for something specific all right but at well i think for either everybody wants to or everybody doesn't serve because they have a very preconceived idea of what a serving or a gift or something of value is so let's let, you know let's take a very exact example like i would take serving by the idea of accomplishing something. Right. So on a Sunday morning, I would feel accomplished because I was either a greeter, which I have been, or, you know, take a job, you know, set up or tear down mm-hmm. or serve on the tech team. And that's about it. It's it's manual labor, right? But then when you limit it to that, it's just like, well, all the parts of the body are either going to do the same thing 
or nobody will do those things either because that's the only way I can help or you know there's such a limitation that comes with the idea of you know the accomplishment too hmm. with it you know there, there needs to be a better mindset about those things and not every place is built for that like with the writing or with you know dancing or with acting how do you put those things into play no and and well I, and i thought like my first um i used to go to these conferences and they were exodus conferences you know for people leaving homosexuality and i remember one year thinking oh my gosh everybody here is so old <laughs> you know and i'm like where are all the young people mm-hmm. and the truth of the matter is they didn't have a youth uh, a youth and and family guy mm-hmm. the next year when they had him there was the young people so it like it takes one person to dance or to come up with a dance team it takes one person to come up with a creative arts team once that person come you know once that person steps forward then other people will come because you have a you have a place for them and an outlet and mm-hmm. you have a creative director you know and so i i think i i see you know we're just at illuminate church we're you know focused on now buying land to build a church building mm-hmm. and i think we come up with ministries now we're not going to have to come up with ministries when the church happens like they may have uh, a focal point and a place to meet but right now the ministries could be all over the city you know my ministry is definitely not one that's like specifically in the church but it's still a functioning ministry right right you know um but i i think that's the thing it's like somebody has to step up and say i'd like to do this Mm -hmm. this is probably not that the church is against it or not that they didn't they may not have had the idea yet or saw the 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 benefit of it or they may not have had the person to farm it out to right and i i mean that wasn't meant to be like a a criticism or no it's not it's just it was a an understanding of this is what it's almost like the catalyst you know right so and that needs to kind of break away too from just the sunday only mentality Hmm. um what do you think adam What's the question about the? I'm sorry, I get caught no, no, up right, in the conversation. Right. I forget the the just the kingdom-minded way of using your gifts and and talents. Mm. Well, let me let me say this: like, I, I think people when they think of church, they're like, "Well, it it's the, the building. It has to be well. It, our talents and abilities have to fit within this framework." And the truth of the matter is, you know, Rob King takes people out on like adventure weekends. Like he'll mm. just take people out Mm -hmm. and i think that's kingdom mentality because you're 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 drawing people in and showing them you know you're doing life with them as pastor joe used to always say and i think doing life with people is the first step to showing them that they matter and telling them why they matter Mm -hmm. and then bringing them you know into church and into community because very few people are just going to come to church you know yeah um they may unless they grew up with it but if you show people that you that they have value and you live this life before them then that's where the kingdom minded value comes in like my i had these friends once that used to do creative saturdays and we would all just go over there and paint or write or whatever at their house and it was a kingdom minded time to be together you know mm. so what do you that's think good. mr adam um what value do they have while being kingdom-minded? Um, I think uh, for me, it's it, 
the value comes in when when people are able to um, to connect to community through whatever I've created or whatever I've done. Yeah, you know, and 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 it it it, it makes me feel better when it happens outside of the church walls. You know, like I'm I'm like you're you're a real guy. I'm I'm not so I have yeah. I have a problem like doing stuff in the church because there's all these like restrictions and I'm like I can't I can't be creative in that you know like yeah. I not that there's you know that I actually couldn't do it I just feel constricted you know and if I feel constricted I can't do it but when I can create something outside of the church and 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 make people and help people to connect you know without um without it actually having to be inside the four walls or within the parameters of, you know, this is done by Illuminate Church or this is done by iChurch, wherever you are. You know, mm-hmm. like, it, it kind of extends the church walls a little bit, I think, and um, doesn't, I don't know, it makes, like, it brings people to church without actually bringing people to church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. No, there's a, there's, there's a definite value because, like, I'm thinking now when I'm, this is not again. This isn't a complaint, but there's 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 two ends that you can go to. Mm-hmm. One which is just very formulaic. This is my Sunday where I get three worship songs. I get my message. Right. I get my announcements, and I'm out. Right. Or you can go the entertainment route. Right. And it's like, well, I've got I've got a song. I've got a monologue. Right. We're gonna go do the half a message now. Yeah. We're gonna have a little play in the middle of it. And intermission, go grab us something to eat, you know. Right. And there's, you know, there's opposite ends where one side it can be too entertainment based, and the other one can be just really boring right. <laughs> to be, you know. Yeah. To be fair, but. Yeah, I think some. I, I feel like when it's too boring, like churches are holding people hostage to the gospel. It's like, well, you know, you have to be here, and you know, you have to do this, and you, like almost like their spiritual job. Mm-hmm. And and I want to I want to go somewhere not where I'm entertained but where I have the freedom to worship and where I hear a good message that either bolsters my already functioning Christian walk or shows me where I've turned taken a wrong turn. Yeah, you know. And so I don't know. I've never never been one for like this is the way it's set up. You know, I'll speak, then you speak, then you know, and then the Christian aerobics that they do in some churches. <laughs> Uh, what? I'm not mentioning any denominations. I'm just saying. Um, so it's like, like I for me, there. I like the framework of a church to be like. the The framework is there, but you get to put the meat on it, and you get to build on it, and it it ministers to you, and and you want to serve at a church like that because you understand the mission. You're mm-hmm. not just somebody who's coming in and receiving nourishment through a feeding tube, and then going back out into your world. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. You're actually growing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what have you created ministry-wise, and how have those projects helped? Oh, re- for me. Well, like, you, yeah, you've got. <coughs> I think you've got the most out of any of us. Well, and and like, like I just like I have the inner healing prayer conferences that we're doing, and those are morphing this year. Mm-hmm. I have the blog. Um, uh, now we have the podcast together, and it's it's really here was. Like, here's what I told, I feel like the Lord deposited this into my mind today, and I shared it with George, who's been on our on our little show before. But, like, God was sharing with me this morning, he's like, you can have all your dreams and desires to impact a lot of people and be famous and, and have all this airplay, 
if you want. But keep in mind that with that, mm-hmm. for you as a Christian comes a responsibility to lead these people well. You just don't get to be a celebrity that the people that follow you feed on your celebrity and, and mm-hmm. feed you and with attention. Right. Like if you're actually going to be doing any of this stuff, it's not just so that people can hear your words or your voice or know say that they know you because you're doing a podcast. But there is a responsibility to your listeners or to your readers as a Christian to lead them to good places. And that place is never to your ideology but always to Christ's heart. You know, to Jesus' heart. And and so this morning it was like, I think the whole thing in my brain as far as having all these projects has always been, I want people to see what I'm capable of and what I can do and, and how talented I am and all that stuff. And that was about getting attention for myself and, and fixing a part of myself that was broken. Mm-hmm. But now it's like resting in the comfort and the, and the stability of who God is mm-hmm. and pointing people to him because I can't carry around 300 people but if I lead them to him he can mm, right. you know yeah. so those that with the projects that I do my goal is always having one more connection point with Christ for people right with Jesus yeah, yeah. that's I mean yeah that should always be I guess the goal any work that you do and that's why I try to always think of uh, the 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 Scripture and I, I just escapes yes. my mind now, but you know, may the work of our hands be pleasing to you. All right, you know, yeah. Um, in a sense, I guess I've, I'm not. No, that's not true. I feel uh, a little bit creatively dead because I haven't done things we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said, I used to do the 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 scripts for the retreats or the videos or you know things like that but you know we've got the podcast thank god for the podcast right you know like i said when we when i approach you i just i I need to do something creatively to because i i i miss it yeah you know and and i'd rather have something that be in service of you know christ of god well, and, and but here's the deal. I, I think you could do both while getting what you need. I, I, I think you could serve God while getting what you need and do both is what I meant to say. Cause this podcast for us mm-hmm. like has built a relationship and has built a friendship and like um, like and, and for you know definitely through this friendship you got a new computer and you got your right. phone fixed and, and, and that's not anything that you've done, but that's the favor of God on this whole area that we're in right now. And like like when i think about what you just said this is what i'm we're trying to encourage people to do not let their lives get so caught up that they forget their creative nature and that desire and that longing that you have to do something creative is a god-given desire mm-hmm. i mean god is a creative god we call him the creator <laughs> duh <laughs> you know so if we are if we are created in his image, mm-hmm. then that creative part of our life, if it is not being, you know, if it is not being sown into and cultivated, you know, the Bible says if you know you need to do something and you don't do it, you can consider it sin. So I would say for me, if I'm not creative in doing and, and creating and, and bringing life to people through the, the ways that I've been gifted, mm-hmm. that's part of, that could be sinful for me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go that crazy to say all you people who aren't creating who should be are sinful, but it's like having 
the, having a million dollars in your garage and all you do is go out every morning and stare at it, but you don't use it to bless anybody. You don't you spend it on yourself. You just hold it like the guy with the talents that buried them in the ground, you know? And so like allowing your creativity passage into the world, it, it you know, there's a scripture that says, um, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify mm-hmm. your father who is in heaven. And I think about that. It's like, is my good work helping an old lady across the street or is my good work painting an image on the other side of the street that she wants to walk towards, mm. you know? And, and so, like, you can drag people to do whatever you want, but if you can inspire them and they walk on their own, that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. Everybody has the ability to inspire at least two to three people in their lives. Mm-hmm. Soapbox, gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I like the soapboxes. I do too. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and here's let me share this with you real quick. I, in coming up with a name for this blog, like I've been texting back and forth with my friend Rochelle, and she knows everything there is to know about marketing. Um, but she's been approaching this from a marketing perspective, and it's stuff that I didn't know. So the way her creative brain works, she doesn't want to be in front of the camera. I have to be in front of the camera. That's the way I was created. I have to be in front of a mic. And so her behind-the-scenes knowledge is coming to help my in-front-of-the-scenes knowledge. And so it's like by building a team of people and by allowing everybody to express themselves creatively, we all fit together like a puzzle to create an image. Mm -hmm. But if you're just one piece out there, you know, I don't get the full image. Mm -hmm. So Buck's gone again. (laughs) wait for it wait for it I don't even remember the question Uh, Uh, what's your response to that y'all what do you think what the the question yeah Yeah, have you have you you put any projects that you've put out towards any ministry or anything before um yes sorta I mean like I'm more of like um I, I tend to like I'm like the the supportive uh, figure in a lot of pe- other people's creation, mm-hmm. you know, um, and not that I don't have my own, you know, things that I like to do. I just don't think that um, I'm there yet, and I'm really good at the supportive roles, you know. Like mm-hmm. if if I if I was ever nominated for a Grammy, I'd get the supporting actor, you know, because like uh, I, it wouldn't be a Grammy, it would right, be an Oscar, be a, uh, whatever. By the way, because you don't sing, I've heard. <laughs> I do sing. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you never heard me sing. <laughs> uh, no, but like here's like like what Adam did in this living room is like nothing I would ever. It would have taken me forever to create it because I'd be like, well, that's not right. Oh, that's not right. And Adam says that I go from job to job to job, not finishing things. You butterfly. But yeah, I butterfly. Mm-hmm. And Adam is more of like a seven forty seven. When he lands, he's gonna be there for a bit. Mm-hmm. And but like what you created in here, and even setting up the bar. Like what I see for you, and there may be other people out there like this, when you're given the freedom to create, you create well. Mm-hmm. But when somebody comes in and says, here's your box, stay inside it, you're like, well, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. You come alive when people trust you, when people give you authority, when they, they trust your abilities and, and things like that. And there may be other people out there that just need somebody to believe in them. Yeah. I received that. Yeah, and, and the best part about because you were talking about like being a support to other people's creative process. Yeah. Well, there's sure that like even when we watch we watched uh, Thor Ragnarok this past weekend. Yeah, we did too. And, That's and good. you know it's Marvel, so you stay for the whole credits. 
Yes. And as we're sitting down, Gina's like, wow. He's looking at all the names. She's like, oh, my gosh. They pay all these people? Yeah, I thought the same thing. And I said, yeah, well, you know, this, it takes a lot of work to put all these CGI scenes together yeah. or to get all this scaffing done or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, what, when, when you talk about a movie, okay, you know, everybody knows the actors. And what's the next closest thing everybody knows? Well, the director. And then maybe you know the writer. But nobody looks at or the editor or the soundtrack guy. The second unit. The second director. unit directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, there's... There's yeah. countless roles. And one of my favorite things to do is listen to podcasts about like old TV shows or movies with like some of the supporting role people. Yeah. They talk about. They start talking about the movie or the story, and it's like, oh yeah, no, no, <clears throat> you know that came from. Uh, what's her name, Diane? She had the idea of. Well, wouldn't it be funny if we put this in here? Yeah. And you credit everything to two or three people, but it's the work of mm-hmm. hundreds. Yeah. You know, well, and I feel like that's what the Lord was saying is that Jesus came to clear the way so mm-hmm. that you could have life and life more abundantly. But there's ways that you can put obstacles in your own path. But Jesus came so that the path will be clear, right? And and so that you could live this life that you know. And then He says, "I'm the vine; you're the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing." And so when we're connected to Him life flows to the rest of the tree mm-hmm. it's like blood through your veins or blood through an artery you know like but when we decide to try to do it on our own to get the fame ourselves, or to be the out front person or to whatever it's like there's so many points for disconnection so many points for obstacles to get in your path mm-hmm. um and so supporting roles it is a creative outlet you know and and people need to see that just because <laughs> I think of all those poor kids that go up for American Idol auditions and their parents have told them they can sing and they sound like a tortured cat. Mm. You know, it's like you've got a role because I, when it comes to the body analogy, I think there are very few appendixes out there. Um, right. People who are just completely useless, you know, and I think there's so few of those, but I think there are more people who believe they're useless. And so mm. rather than a heart, kidney, or lungs, we have a bunch of appendixes running around and the world could be, could get along without them. But right. In this case, like, are we staring into somebody else's field, longing for the grass over there, or are we looking at our own field and cultivating that and saying, you know, I have the ability to do this, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, never downplay what whatever you're good at. Right. And because the world may downplay what you're good at, it may the world may never celebrate it, but in mm-hmm. relationship to God. Like my creativity has taken has grown by leaps and bounds just because I've allowed, and I've I had to allow it. I've allowed God into it. I could try it on my own, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think of uh, in our world today, the likes and the dislikes kind of determine what people say or don't say on Facebook, you know. And right. if you live a like dislike life, you're never going to get anything accomplished because you will you will be creating according to the f- the finicky nature of humanity. Rather right. than the divine nature of God. Right. Soapbox gone. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel bad for anybody that's grown up po- or, or that hasn't seen the world before <clears throat> Facebook. Yeah. Amen. Not that everybody uses Facebook, but even Twitter, like Twitter's got the little um, hearts, what do they call it? Whatever. I don't know. I keep messing that stuff up. All yeah. forms of social media seem to have a... Uh, a positive reinforcement, but I'm going to call it that. Yeah, I like it. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah. 
and when you have to live your life and I don't suggest it and I, and I pray nobody does but when you have to live your life based on here let me present something and the value of it is measured by how many positive reinforcement button presses I get right well then no wonder everybody's committing suicide or everybody's having emotional right. problems right. or depression issues because nobody liked my Facebook post yeah. right I mean and if Facebook went down or Instagram or Snapchat I mean we'd never have to hear from the Kardashians again so that'd be a blessing <laughs> praise Jesus yeah but but it's like if all that went down mm -hmm. like here's here was the headline that that just showed me what the future of the whole world could be like when they said Puerto Rico the biggest form of commu communication now is the US mail right. and I thought oh my gosh people would freak out if they had to mail a letter or mm -hmm. if they had to know where to put the address on the envelope but it's like that's the reality like we could lose like electronics mm -hmm. in a moment's notice and people would not know how to communicate oh god that'd be so healthy for everyone oh it'd be so healthy <laughs> You know, well, you'd have cool down periods where you you can write a letter and actually go. Like, oh, you know what? I don't need to send this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> rather than giving it to the person instantly. Mm -hmm. You know, but the I mean the generation growing up now that they have no clue how to do that. Yeah, you know the ones yeah. that were that were just born and they they'll never because they don't need to. Yeah, you know? I, why do I need a stamp? What's what's that going to do for me? Right, because I can do everything on the computer or on my cell phone. Yeah. Unless the government gave it to me to buy cheese with. True. Yeah. True. That doesn't make us a three old farts that <laughs> come around the parties and say, back in my day. Back in my day. <coughs> mm. Well, uh, one last thing. How important is it for people to find their creative? Well, we kind of went through it, but yeah. their creative talents and put them to good use. I don't think it's what imperative. Are, it's imperative? Yeah. I mean, because, you know, if, if, if uh, everybody's different, everybody's got something different that they're good at, you know, and if, if we've got a bunch of people running around doing the you know the same thing then it you know life's boring mm -hmm. you know like spice it up do your own thing you know well and you could be creating something today that people may not need today mm -hmm. they may need it next week and yeah. if you refuse to create it then you've just left people you know with nothing to do on thursday mm -hmm. and idle hands mm -hmm. are the devil's workshop mm. i'm i'm full of quotes and cliches today <laughs> Well, I, I'm thinking of uh, of artists, like actual people that paint or yeah. draw. Yeah. And when when does an artist's art go up in value? After they die. Right. Once. They oh, great, great. Well, no, that's that's one of the it's saddest true, things of all time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They don't get to see the the fruits of their labor or the, you know. They're the, not appreciated until they're gone and they can't create anymore. Right. Which also brings to mind, though, mm -hmm. who are you creating for? Because you could get, like, great, the world thinks Van Gogh is great now. But, mm -hmm. like, he might have been painting and just having a real good time, mm -hmm. you know? Well, and, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of artists that, that, you know, they're, most artists are tortured in some way or another. Right. You know, they have, they have some serious issues going on. Yeah. And um, they, they don't. They don't get out and and you know interact with the people that enjoy their work because either a they're already dead or b they're so caught up in in the creative process and then the pain that that takes you know that it takes to create whatever they're creating that you know the rest of it doesn't matter right, right. but the see the the value of that is that they still created it 
Yeah, yeah they're still creating. Enjoy it. Yeah. Like Nikola Tesla will always go down to me as one of the most tragic figures of all time because he died penniless and destitute. And this is the guy that created, you know, alternating currents. And now he has a car named after him. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, the legacy of Tesla by, uh, what's his name? Uh, The real life Tony Stark. The real life Tony Stark. (laughs) Elon Musk. Musk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the importance is in creating or in actually leaving it, even if it's for somebody else to enjoy it one day. You know? Well, as always, we hope we made you think. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, uh, you can reach me at my email, Wolf, or no, sorry, for the number four, C.S. Lewis, L-U-I-S, at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Wolf Sheep Pod. Matthew? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you can reach me at bigfishministry at gmail.com. And as always, you can reach me at my blog. It's www.mattywalk.com, M-A-T-T-I-E-W-A-L-K dot C-O-M. <laughs> just uh, to be sure. Just yeah. to be sure, yeah. you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's and how Adam, you can reach me. And reach you. you can email me at d.adamparker at gmail.com or... You can pray and tell the Holy Spirit to tell me something. Yes. Adam is, Adam is trying to relocate to Florida. <laughs> so we need a job for Adam. And Yeah, if and anybody listens to this and they've got a job for me, give me a call. As long as it, it's in Florida. It's as a, long as it's in Orlando. It's in Orlando. And by the way, it's, it is November, what, 8th, 2017. Yeah. So if you're listening in 2019, you're too late. <laughs> yeah, you're too late. Sorry, you missed the bus. <laughs> But from Uh, Luis Cavedo, Matthew Walker, and Adam Parker, this is Wolf Sheep.